This is LBC News. 18 minutes to 7 here on LBC News. Chris Golds with you here live through till 7. Let's look at this then. The US Justice Department saying it's uncovered evidence that Donald Trump's team tried to obstruct its investigation into the discovery of classified documents at his Florida estate. The department says government records were lightly concealed and removed. So after officials were assured the property had been thoroughly searched. The FBI searched his home earlier this month in Mar-a-Lago, but the former US president denies any wrongdoing. Well, let's bring in our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks, for more on this. Evening to you, Simon. What can you tell us? Well, Donald Trump today, uh, Chris, absolutely unflappable, or at least uh, suggesting that he is, in, in social media postings, railing against the FBI again after that 36-page Department of Justice filing that we learned about late last night, uh, which very clearly indicates that prosecutors are thinking about the possibility uh, of uh, obstruction of justice charges uh, against either Donald Trump himself or people in Trump world. This after that filing included a photograph that uh, you, uh, I I suspect, are bound to have seen uh, during the course of the day showing a pile of top secret documents strewn on the floor of a room in Mar-a-Lago. The Department of Justice uh, issued this filing uh, in a bid to push back against a lawsuit that Donald Trump has taken out, seeking the appointment of a third-party attorney known as a special master uh, to get involved in determining uh, whether he should or should not have had those documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate. Uh, The Department of Justice says they launched the raid against Mar-a-Lago earlier this month because they uh, were led to believe that there were likely efforts underway to obstruct justice, to conceal the documents, to remove them from the storage room where President Trump and members of his inner circle had promised to keep them stored while the National Archives made continuing efforts to get those top secret documents back into the National Archives where they belong. They are not the personal property of Donald Trump. Presidential papers belong to the United States and its people and we've still seen no convincing explanation for what any of those documents were doing there. Well, Donald Trump has taken to social media today uh, on his Truth Social app to say it's terrible the way the FBI during the raid of Mar-a-Lago all of that's capitalised by the way, sounds like he might be planning a movie raid of (laughs) Mar-a-Lago through documents haphazardly all over the floor perhaps pretending it was me that did it and then started taking pictures of them for the public to see Uh, thought they wanted them kept secret, he observes. Lucky I declassified. So there's several things in that uh, social media posting. One, of course, an accusation that the FBI uh, threw these documents all over the floor, not uh, Donald Trump or anyone in his inner circle. And to be fair to the former president, we have no idea yet uh, under what circumstances those documents were arrayed on the carpet of Mar-a-Lago. But then he's uh, arguing that they have themselves put those documents in jeopardy by taking a photograph of them, although the documents are all covered up by uh, cover sheets that clearly indicate that they're top secret. You can't read what is contained in any of those documents. And finally, he asserts again that he declassified the documents. This is a claim that President Trump argues, uh, has argued before, that he engaged in sort of the mass declassification uh, of all of these documents just by dint of being president. He says he had 
had the power to declassify these documents. Well, that's certainly not the view uh, of the National Archives or, it seems, of Department of Justice investigators. But, uh, you know, the battle lines are now clearly being drawn between Donald Trump and the Department of Justice uh, with, as I say, every indication that the former president could be at risk of obstruction of justice charges. And there's a further legal um, wrinkle here for former President Trump. He's only just persuaded within the last three weeks um, some lawyers to come on board and help him out. And he found it very difficult to find people willing to take him on, partly because his case is very weak and also partly because he's got a a long track record of not paying attorneys. But now, if you read this Department of Justice filing, it is pretty apparent that his lawyers may be questioned by the Department of Justice because if they claimed, as the DOJ suggests, that all of these documents were in a safe place but actually may have known that they weren't and that were efforts uh, efforts were underway, allegedly, to conceal them, well, Donald Trump's lawyers could become part of the probe. And at that point, many legal analysts are suggesting they would have to recuse themselves from representing him and instead they'd have to go out and find lawyers to represent them. So there are all sorts of difficulties and complexities ahead, uh, not just uh, for the former president, but for people in his in a circle and of course there's the abiding question to which we have no answer who was the source inside mar-a-lago who appears to have tipped off the department of justice that some of these documents were going walkabout and were not necessarily being kept in uh, the secure storage location where uh, trump's attorneys and the former president himself had promised to keep them after a visit to mar-a-lago earlier in the summer by the national archives watch this space it is going to get even more ugly i know you'll bring us every twist and turn simon um and just uh briefly only for reasons of time unfortunately um i just want to touch on mikhail gorbachev the former soviet leader who's died at the age of 91 now simon i know you were based in moscow in the 1990s you actually inter- interviewed gorbachev for lbc after he left uh, office what on earth was that like uh well it was uh fascinating i interviewed him in 1995 although i'd been uh, living in moscow between 1991 and 1993 and had been traveling in and out of the on a regular basis since the late uh, 80s. I mean, you know, he wowed everybody on the world stage with the new approaches that he took and the recognition that he espoused that the Soviet Union could not continue barreling down a dead end. So that's where glasnost and perestroika, openness and restructuring came from. By the time I met him, uh, he was out of power. He'd been out of power for four years, was thinking about re-entering politics, although in a frontline way that never happened. Uh, He was running a think tank uh, and absolutely insistent in that interview that we did for LBC back in 1995 that democracy was the only way forward for the country. I believe that there is no doubt that Russia can become a dynamic, modern, stable nation that will be able to provide a decent standard of living for its people and uh, spiritual freedom, cultural freedom, only if it continues the democratic process. Well, of course, we've come a long way since then. Vladimir Putin locking up his opponents, shutting down the free press, now prosecuting a war in Ukraine. And the Kremlin was very cautious in the tribute that it paid to Mikhail Gorbachev today, describing him as an extraordinary global statesman, but then saying he made one big mistake, and that was trying to warm up ties with 
the West. There are millions of Russians that view Gorbachev as a destroyer of a once great nation, and that is certainly the narrative that they have been fed by Vladimir Putin over the last 20-odd years. Fascinating stuff. Thank you so much, Simon. That's our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks. They're live for us in the US. The news in 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes. This is LBC News.